Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Because I don't want to miss any good conversations here when we get started. Because, I mean, it's we're all here. And it's 1101. And we don't have yeah. to we don't have to fumble with anything. Everybody's everybody's ready to go. So I want to be where Chad is. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That. Isabel went home. So I, I'm kind of chilling here in her office. So. <laughs> with a beer. That's my favorite part. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And anybody noticed the, uh, anybody sorry, noticed that, that? I was gonna say anybody noticed that that glass she's got next to her all the time. It's like a cocktail on glass. Her. Yeah, totally. Can't if you work with Tom twenty four seven, you'd need a scotch too, Tim. <laughs> Almost like this. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, that so, thing's uh, hers is darker. It, I thought exactly. I had celery in there. I thought maybe she's having a bloody mary on the job. You know. I was thinking yeah. Long Island iced tea or something. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That's what my wife was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I actually, when I was coming back, I overheard Nick say, that fast, what's your real name again? It's a mystery. <laughs> and uh, then I heard him say his name. But yes, that is that fast is John. And I'm just going to go right into the guest list here. That's John, and he's currently playing Shinsakai, which is Into the Depth, the same get- game I'm playing uh, and hoping to beat soon. How you liking that one so far? Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, I'm stuck in the trenches, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I haven't made it super far yet, but... Trenches are, are deep in, in a lot of... Uh, there's a lot to be found there. I'm in the ancient ruins right now in that game. So if you guys nice. like any of you guys here or anybody listening later on, like metroidvania-type games. This one, I, I kept saying, is a metroidvania-type game, but it is more of the exploration side of things, where you do a lot more exploring first, and then you get surprised by some action <laughs> every now and then. So it's a, uh, it's a cool game. It's relaxing at those times when you're exploring, but man, those some of those action sequences will catch you off guard. And I, So for me, I'm like stress, you know, stressing and trying to kill some, especially the bigger monsters in the water. So, but uh, John, that's you also said, but have recently finished Little Town Hero and Catherine as well. So you, you're another one that, of those of us dads yeah. who finished Catherine. <laughs> well, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, you finished it. Zablanc finished it. 
two Johns finished it. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta catch up to the two Johns here. <laughs> That's really a spectrum, by the way. Little Town Heroes and Catherine Full Body. Way to go! I like that. Hey, I'm also playing a uh, story of Se- or yeah, story of seasons. The uh, Friends of Mineral Town <laughs> remake. Yeah, I want to get in on that one too. I haven't. It's I, a lot but of fun. I haven't got it yet. Yeah. But speaking of getting in on things, Nick, you were hoping you'd be able to get to Paper Mario. Did you get to it today? Oh, I totally did. There was really no way I wasn't. I mean, unless there was a fire in the house, maybe. I don't know. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I had it down. I had already preloaded. So I got home and um, yeah, me and my son played it. He he loves that game. Like he is, he is all in. More than I really thought he would be, quite frankly. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Anything else you've been playing, or just that one? Just diving in. Oh that man, one, kind I've of been playing a little of... bit of everything. Like Animal Crossing is still obviously a daily thing that I do. Um, I've been reviewing games for the dads. Uh, Locomotion is one. The Red Radical Rabbit oh, Stew is yes. out right now. That review. That one's yep. a funky one, man. If you're, um, but Locomotion is one that's not out yet. Uh, I think it won't come out until like the 30th we got that one like a month early that's the earliest i've ever reviewed a game but it's this fun environmental puzzler kind of like immediately gives you vibes of captain toad yes um and so man if you're i i don't i can't say a ton about it but uh because it's not i don't think i think we're still under somewhat of an embargo with it but look for it if you like environmental puzzlers and you like captain toad um look for my review to drop and uh take a peek at it because i i had a lot of fun with it I'm looking forward to it because I actually, when that uh, trailer dropped for that, I think it was last year, probably, Mm -hmm. uh, I was intrigued by it. So looking forward to that one. And by the way, for any listeners who don't know who Nick is, that's Nick Nick Tendo (laughs) in our Discord channels, or if you might have seen some of his reviews as well. All right, on to Chad, or otherwise known as, hey, it's Chad. The oh, game very cryptic been... name there. <laughs> Gee, who is Chad here? So you're still playing Animal Crossing as well, especially because of the summer update. How are you liking that diving stuff? Digging it? Oh god, it's uh, it's ruined my life. So it's taken up <laughs> more time than it should. Um, I really missed it from whenever it was a new leaf. Um, that was one of the big things. My kids were disappointed right off the bat that it wasn't included right off the bat. But thank God they brought it back and. Today, I found some scary stuff just because I was doing it in the evening time that I hadn't even done yet. So the mana shrimp was a lot bigger than I thought that was going to be. So yeah, that was very interesting. I bet. It makes you wonder what other surprises they have up their sleeve that they'll bring back. Or who knows, maybe it'll be entirely new for Animal Crossing. Yeah, all the data miners, every time I turn around, there's something new popping up from the data miners. So it's one of those. I want to see it, and I don't want to see it. I <laughs> want to know what's coming, but I want the surprise, too. So, Yeah, we won't ask Nick that, because then he'll go on for hours about that it's true. stuff. It's true. You know, I, so. I do have to ask, though, have you tried to catch have, – have, have we all caught an isopod yet? That's isopod. one of the only ones that I don't have. I don't think so. Chasing it that is, thing around the around the sea is, like, ridiculous. Like, yeah. have, you caught, have you caught the giant clam yet? The mega yeah. clam? Yeah, yeah that, never, too, is a runner. I didn't think I was ever going to catch that. <laughs> yeah, I know. My wife told me that I had to corner it in order to catch it. And mm-hmm. sure enough, that's yep. what I did to catch it. Yeah. The corner of those things. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have up their sleeves. Because I don't remember any of this stuff. I played all the games, but not 
fully as in depth as this one. So I, I probably miss some of the things that some people are looking for. But other things, it's like, I don't remember that. What the heck did I miss? <laughs> I guess I didn't play it that deep either. So, but this one for sure, I've been a lot. I mean, I think I'm over 200 hours in it. So I think I, I think I've been playing a little bit of it. So <laughs> that's a fair amount. Anything else you've been playing, or just mainly just Animal Crossing taking over your life, like you said? That's been the big thing. Uh, I've been trying to catch up on the retro rewind. I'm almost all the way through Yoshi, and uh, of course. As soon as I found out that Donkey Kong was coming out, I, that was the end. That that was one of my favorite <laughs> games growing up. I especially, right. specifically, purchased uh, Super Nintendo when I was younger just to get that game. Nice, nice. Yes, and if anybody who don't, doesn't know by now, yes, we did Retro Rewind. We announced it earlier before the show that we are doing Donkey Kong Country since it was released for Nintendo Online because it's the easiest place to play. Right now, if you have a Switch. Otherwise, if you don't, you can, of course... Well, you know what? I'm not even going to go into it because that's for dessert. And plus, you can go watch John's or Datfest's video, which was pretty awesome. Good job, Dad. it was. Yeah, <laughs> John, it was awesome. So, and then now on to Chris. Chris isn't here, actually. I forgot he's... Is he waiting? Actually, oh. there is something in the um, in the Discord asking about a password. Oh, he must have hit the wrong thing. He just has to hit the link, not the pa- There's no password if you Here, I'll type to him. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, why don't we do that, Vince? Vincent, I see that you you missed last time, too. So you're going to have to update us on the last yeah, one, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but yeah, you're playing Yoshi's Island. And you're also playing yeah, Tetris 99. credits on that on Wednesday. Nice. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't get the last, last oh, part right. of what you said. I was just saying that also Tetris 99 was the other game you were playing. Yes, yes. I I have finally achieved Tetris Maximus. Nice. That is like one of my, my major game goals. <laughs> That's right, you posted <laughs> that too, a picture of that, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. I did. I did. Uh, I had a whole thing. Couldn't uh, couldn't get the uh, direct screenshot up on into my yeah. computer. So. <laughs> on the That's cabinet. A, you know. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I stuck it on some kitchen cab- cabinets and there. But uh, but yeah. I mean, I got I got so excited about it. I mean, I'm like now I'm playing the Invictus mode where you know all of the other you know hotshot. Tetris players, I guess, are going to, uh, you know, try to defeat that insanity. Right. I mean, it just gets crazy over there. You I think bet. that the, you think that the Trinamos fall fast whenever, like, you're coming down to the last ten, in Victus mode, it's like, next next one, boom, it's already down at the bottom of the screen. It's oh, thank you. There. I'm good. I pass. <laughs> I was like in full pinball wizard mode by the time you know, I was like the final ten of that uh, that fateful match. So wow, I was stoked about that. We got to get you hooked up with streaming because I want to see you play that. I want to see I want to see somebody get through that and just be like zoned in and just like <laughs> that would be awesome. And then. Uh, Very cool. 
So let's see. Oh yeah, you definitely brag. I would brag about that too. That's what you said in there. You said sorry, you had to brag. No need to apologize. You get you get the maximus. You get to brag all you want. <laughs> all right, and then now now we've got Chris. Chris HL ninety four. Hey, hey joined us. How's it going? And he's sorry, been late. playing. No problem. Hey, nobody else knows you're late, but now they do. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all good. Now you've been playing Animal Crossing, Breath of the Wild, Yoshi's Island, and Wild Guns. That's a lot, dude. Well, and actually, actually, I took a break from Animal Crossing first first time in a while. I think I had to go a bit cold turkey there because I was long doing the dailies every day, and I just I needed to take a break from the island and uh, and get into something else. So, uh, got a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I really been wanting to get that off my backlog. Um, I was playing Wild Guns for the uh, Monthly Mayhem, trying to get that nice. that high score because I wasn't playing the uh, Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse games. So yeah. this was, I really wanted to get the points for the team that way. And uh, nice. and then the Retro Rewind, that Yoshi's Island, because I was a big fan of uh, Super, Super Mario World, but I never played the, the sequel, I guess. Okay. Uh, and so this was my first time getting, going into that. And uh, I had a lot of fun with both of them. Uh, Wild Guns, I uh, had a lot more fun once I started cheating a little bit and using that rewind <laughs> because I was not going very far. Right. Uh, I'd get into like the, the first level and then, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it was harder for me than I thought, um, but it was fun. And I'd never heard of this game, so it was something I wanted to dive into. Right. Did, did anybody else, if anybody else played Wild Guns, did any of you try to or wish that you could use the... Uh, Motion controls from the Joy Cons to try to point yeah, them. Yeah, so I was I was having flashbacks of Splatoon. I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than I remember from when I was a teenager. Right. <laughs> yes, I was. I was like, is there some sort of option here I could turn on? <laughs> Helps so much. <laughs> but no, I I just was like, okay, this is not for me. I, I'm moving on. I, I guess anyone to anybody has anyone played that. the remake? Wild not. Guns remake? I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I didn't know if anyone else had to kind of draw a comparison. I didn't even know they did that. Where's yeah, the it's on Switch. It? Yeah, it was either last year or the year before when it came out. I think so. It's on Switch. Okay. Interesting. I'll probably look at it and be like, oh yeah, now I remember. <laughs> well, John... Or Chris, actually, you well, some of you brought it up too. Um, but Yoshi's Island was last month's retro rewind, and most of us, must, most of us, if not all of us, were playing it to kind of either reminisce or play it for the first time, or just uh, look at it and then put it away. <laughs> Whichever one of those things, at least you got to partake. And I hope so. I hope you all got to watch uh, again. John made a great video. That was his first one of Yoshi's Island and some of the history behind it. And if you haven't, any of you listening to, I would urge you to go and take a watch. It's on YouTube. Uh, it was released just this earlier this week, I think. Um, and then we've got also the Donkey Kong one as well out there. So take a watch at both of those. Really good information on both those games. But. Um, Chris, what were you saying about uh, the Yoshi's Island again? About because you said you just finished it, right? Oh, I I, I think I was into World Two. Oh, so World I, two. Okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I ended up 
tr just navigating around my kids trying to play it either on the main switch or the or my, my son's got a switch light so i ended up finally if i was playing the world one over and over again because i started <laughs> trying <laughs> i would try that to start over uh yeah but no i mean my son's first console was the wii u so this really gave me a lot of uh woolly world vibes uh, that yes. was the big first, that was the first Yoshi game he was really into. And so we, we really got into that one. Uh, so that's where I really connected to this game. And I, and, um, I can kind of see how it's a kind of a spiritual successor to it. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else jump in and jump in on the Yoshi Island experience? It's, for me, it was, um, I didn't get, I didn't beat it yet either, but I start and Super Mario World is one of my favorite games of all time, somewhere in the top 10 for me. Um, and so I never got the chance to play this one because, like I mentioned before, Super Nintendo was my first system and it was the system I bought games for and I had limited funds. So whatever game I bought is what I played to death, you know, for six, nine, 12 months, you know, before I got the next game. So I missed out on a lot of games that came out for it. Um, so this being one of them uh and then of course donkey kong country when we talk about that one i didn't get to play that one um and then and one that surprises a lot of people because i am a metroid fan and super metroid i never got to play that either originally on the super nintendo but yoshi's island was one i missed and um so far i'm, I'm digging it at first it was uh i was having a hard time getting into it i don't know if any of you guys did anybody else have a hard time getting into it or is it was just like pick it up and it's like oh this is awesome Anybody? Uh, took me back because I was uh, expecting something. Because everyone kept saying, well, it's Super Mario World 2. But it kind of is. But the game mechanics with the eggs and the puzzles, they're a little bit – it's a lot deeper than what it looks like on the surface. It looks like a very kiddish game, but I think it's one of those games either you can blow through it if you want to. Or if you really want it 100%, and you've got a lot of puzzles to work through. Right. Yeah, there is definitely some depth to it, especially with, uh, and and some of those things I started picking up what they did in the newer games too. Is I only played a little bit of those games too, but this one I was like, oh, so it does come from this game, you know, that they got it from. It wasn't like they just made it in Wally World or Craft World or whatever. So that was pretty cool to see some of those things they brought over. I gotta yeah. say the game mechanic I... that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, I mean, just my personal take on it uh, real quick. Um, it's not, I, di I didn't see it so much as a Super Mario World 2. I mean, to call it that would be, I don't know, it would be, it would be pretty inaccurate, you know, from my, from my point of view. I mean, it's kind of like, it, so many things changed at that. Like, you know, it's sort of like the difference between Super Mario and Super Mario 2 for Japan and what we got in America. I mean, sort of, it ended up being a completely different experience. Um, uh, to me, yeah, it was definitely some getting used to. Um, the crying baby Mario mechanic um maybe not one of the best points of the game um i think the only way to really get around that is to either you know you 
or uh, just just learn to play better. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, I thought that I, you know, as a dad, I could like tune out crying Mario, you know, for at least a few minutes, you know, right. but uh, eventually it just uh, lose a Mario. Time to get it. Rewind, get it back on Yoshi. Okay, let's go. But um, I mean, it's. I th I thought it was just like this fun, weird little little journey, little like blast from the past. Um, I do remember renting it from Blockbuster. I didn't own it, um, but I did have a little bit of experience with it back then as as a teenager. Um, but, uh, my daughter loves, loves Yoshi, loves the Yoshi aesthetic, all, all about it. Um, she plays Yoshi Ibuchi's World, Woolly World on 3DS, and, uh, and like, like you said, Tim, the, some of the mechanics from, that I didn't know came from Yoshi's Island, right. you know, I noticed, like, the red coins, I had first seen those in... Now, new Super Mario Brothers Wii, I think, and I I thought it was just completely unique to that. But I started, well, that sounds sounds like the Super Mario Wii. Oh, that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this was this was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, this 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 was a weird one, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Very cool. Anybody else? Yeah, I was just going to second on that crying Mario uh, mechanic. I guess it's not even that it, the, the sound was frustrating. It was just you get to the certain part of the level, and I think I found this in the castle levels a lot more often. I lose baby Mario. Now he's floated over this almost impassable object that I can't get around, and I'm just sitting there waiting for the, the countdown because I can't get it back. Either I'm going to die trying, or I'm just going to not get there, and right. so it's almost this frustrating. Like, all right, let's get this over with, and let's because I need to start over again. And uh, that was that kind of drives you crazy a little bit because that that, that was a definitely the unique part to the, the Yoshi's Island compared to Super Mario World. And you know, I kind of see where this was definitely a, a, a diversion from the first game, uh, but. It's that argument again where you're, do I want to keep the exact same game and, and not really add anything new to the franchise, or do I, do I want to go in a drastic new direction and make it new and interesting? And I think it does, it does do that. And it, it really hits the, it really hits it on the head. So for me, I this was a blast from the past. I I played this game with my mom. We beat it. We I played. I mean. It, you listen to anything I talk about. I play most of my games uh, when I was a kid with my mom. This was something we did together, and we and so it was fun. I first brought it out uh, last Sunday. Actually, I made it to world. I made it halfway through World Four. That's as far. I was trying to beat it in a week, but I just I just couldn't do it. We got got a little sidetracked. A couple of days I didn't even play, and so we could only get to World Four. Um, but it was fun because I was playing like a blast from the past, playing with my mom, and then also playing for the first time with my son, who absolutely loves it. I think it's actually there's a there's a lot of games in the Super NES that holds up very well, but I think Yoshi holds up Yoshi's Island holds up really well in this um, 
for right now. Like you can play that game and in the current aesthetic of what you see in indie games and all that kind of stuff and 2D platformers, it still works really well. Uh, I know we'll get into it, but I played a little bit of Donkey Kong Country and quite frankly, I forgot how much of a tank he was. Like, I feel like Yoshi's Island almost holds up better than than the OG DKC, quite frankly, for those reasons. Oh man, where's my hot take button? Where's hot I know, take? I know, that's a hot take. I know, I know. You can, you can hate me for it, it's good. Um, I will say the crying baby I think is fun. And I was trying to teach my son this because you lose that baby and you don't pay attention how many seconds you get. And it's this fun game mechanic that it's like, well, you immediately scramble. It's like a red alert alarm. And it's like, I gotta get the baby back. And it's like, you don't. Like, don't kill yourself to get the baby back. Like, just let it float for a little bit if you have to, and then go get it and you'll be fine. But it's like, you lose that baby and it's like, you see it. Like, I saw it in my son all the time. I was like, ah, oh, And so he would usually die trying to get to the baby instead of having Kamik actually take the baby. And so I, I actually always liked that. It is annoying. I'm not going to lie. Like, my mom was like, oh, it's this game? I hate that. <laughs> um, when we started to play. But um, it is annoying. But that is a fun that cry makes you like immediately snap to and be like, I got to do this when maybe you don't, maybe you've saved up 30 seconds and you really could have the time to just wait it out until you're at a safer point. Um, but instead you, you, you play kind of to the wind and just throw caution to the wind and just try to get them. So I always really like the game. I still like the game. I will say I was shocked at how much, and I know uh, somebody touched on this, how much, callbacks to that game it is i mean so if you played the recent yoshi crafted world the games legit start the exact same way except instead of a baby they're all surrounding the gems that you get in crafted world and all the all the yoshis are right there they're all it kind of opens up the same exact way on yoshi's island and then it shifts to the right and you start playing the game and i was like i had forgotten how much that was the same and i was just shocked that like they pretty much got the same exact intro as they had way back what 20 ish years ago nice so, callback right yeah seriously i thought it was impressive so i made it all the way through world two and got a little bit of a start on three my my goal with this game was i was going to try to stream the whole thing <laughs> and uh other games just kept cutting in uh couldn't find the time but one of the things that uh, strikes me with this game and, and every time I play it is I just – I forget how difficult it gets. Like, the ramp-up is very steep. And just all the different ways that you have to figure out how to kill the enemies. I mean, there's four different attack types. You know, you can either pound the ground or, you know, just all the egg throw. And some enemies only – you can only defeat them with certain ways. So – it, just figuring some of those out and watching my kids try to figure it out. You know, they watch me do some things and then they, they go for it too. And, uh, and this game also just reminds me of how Nintendo's always trying to think of a way to make that departure on a game series. I mean, it reminds me a lot, you know, in a similar time, that same era. I mean, they departed on Super Mario Land also. You went from Super Mario Land 2 to 3 and now you're Wario. <laughs> so... I mean, it was just kind of a, a Nintendo thing at that time, I think. Yes. And uh, one of the things I thought of, too, to ask you guys is where do you think this falls on your list of SNES games? Um, 
Does it fit in the top five, top 10, top whatever? Is this up there or is it just a, oh, this is nice, and then you're done? <laughs> Type of game. Chris, how about you? Uh, I'm going to say top 20. Okay. I think, I think um, it's fun. It's, uh, I'll pl I played for a little while, but after that, I mean, it's funny because I try to get my son to play and he, he just wants to get right into gameplay. And, uh, like with the first Super Mario Brothers, there's a, there's a learning curve. But with this game, it literally tells you. And there's these, uh, cloud will, uh, boxes you have to hit and there's a description. He yes. would hit it and just go like, bump, and wouldn't read it at any of the text. Just, right. I'll pick it up and I'll figure it out. Don't have to hold my hand like this. And I said, well, I think that was kind of important. Don't you want to know what it said? No, no, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> so, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it, it's fun. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think it cracks the top 10. All right. All right, John, how about for you? This might be an unpopular opinion, but I, as much as I like the aesthetic of the game and, and it is something that, you know, brings back memories. I, I, I honestly don't think it's a, even in my top 30, probably. Hey, it's, it's honest. I get, I give you uh kudos for being honest. <laughs> I, you know, and I think a lot of people probably put it in that. They don't think it's a very, uh, I, I, well, let me just back up a little bit. Probably think it's a good game, but not um like you said maybe not the top 10 of snes games so but it'll be interesting to see um it is interesting to see how far they've come with the yoshi games though so yeah much appreciation i mean i love woolly world that's a really good one yes <laughs> even just the music like is awesome but and i wouldn't have it voting for this one so and like we always say, not every game is for you, right? So, Correct. like, Yoshi's not for me. It's probably, there's probably a ton of Yoshi fans who probably love this game. In fact, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that this was on their list. So, Vincent, was that you? <laughs> or uh, where's this land for you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just because, because of the gap that I had between where I first started playing it, where I first got familiar with it, and to now where I'm sort of getting into it. It's, it's neat and it's not, it's got, you know, it's, it's got, you know, it, the things I like about it and things I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I put it in like top 15. Okay. I'd say. I'll, I'll split the difference. You know, I was thinking top 10 at first, but 10, 20, just on the middle there. There you go. Chad, how about you? I'd, I'd say top 20, maybe top 15. Um, it was, this was honestly the first time I had ever played it. Um, yeah, I just missed the boat whenever I was younger. I was a little bit older, and I, I guess being middle school, late middle school, it's like, oh, it's a baby game is literally a baby there why would I play it so right um but I, I did enjoy it and uh I wasn't thinking about this until a while ago but um I remember part of the some of the videos we've watched this past uh, week with it um it, it seems like right from the get-go they Nintendo always did some type of 
arts or very artistic thing with all the Yoshi games. I mean, of course, Craft World and Willy World, we it's very obvious. The graphics are crisp. They're, you know, 2020, 2019. Uh, in this one, they were all basically hand-drawn, almost water-painted. Um, I think the graphics for, you know, as old of a game as it is, it held up very well. And I think the, the play mechanics held up very well. Um, not exactly my exact favorite, but it was, it was a lot more interesting, a lot more fun, I thought it was going to be. Cool. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I think it probably, the Super NES has so many good games. That's the problem. Like, You're at right. first I was like top 10, but then I started to think and it kept getting bumped down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it probably is in the teens somewhere for me. But to be fair, like, I don't know if you would have asked like i don't know how it was that 13 year old me i'm not really certain um i don't uh i don't know if i would have even put it in the top 20 like it's just it's one that when i look back at and if i wouldn't have played it and you would have said where would yoshi's island be like now it's difficult when i have just gone i've just played it and then played donkey kong country and i kind of have this reviewers mindset of like oh, the controls <laughs> are kind of like so and so right the controls of that game just feel so solid but if i wouldn't have played any of them i said oh it's way way past the dkc's man those are my faves like you know so it's like right. it's very interesting now to look to like look back at that but it's probably in the teens somewhere all right so when is this game released oh that is a, that i believe is it's question. 94 94 was the release. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know when, but yeah. Yeah. So I think 14-year-old me thinks this is a kind of a kid's game. Yeah, yeah, no, and, I, it was way out there. I was like, well, right. it's okay, it's a game. I played it. It's a Nintendo game, of course. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm mid-teens then, and I'm thinking that like, there's Sonic the Hedgehog and, and Tense and Sega in your face and that sort of thing at the time. Right. Whereas if I'm playing it now, this is a game that my kids and I would love to play together. And so I, I think I appreciate it more as a dad than I would have at the time when it came out. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Especially after watching wow. the commercial for DKC, you know, where it was play it loud or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is not that good. commercials got intense that uh, whenever Sega and Nintendo was having it out. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it was the mid-90s. Like, everything was intense. <laughs> Very yes. Don't you remember, like, Surge? Yeah, we all drink our Surge and... sodas at that time. Yes. <laughs> Intense pop, right? Now, yeah. Now, um, Chad did touch on something that I had meant to uh, make light of. It, that is the uh, artwork and the watercolor aesthetic of the game. That I did really find that. I mean, my daughter loves that. She is super into art and design. And she saw me playing some of that, and she just, like, fell in love in love with it i mean just like it's i mean it's like i don't know it's like rembrandt compared to mario world you know i mean it's that that i think is a special note to make about this game is that they really took the time to put detail into into the artwork of what exactly made the stage you know yeah. what makes yeah. the hill what makes the sky all of that i agree that that, that um, artwork in that game is something else and uh it is something you can appreciate 
especially being as how old it is. We, we talk about this in a lot of this SNES games, right? Just from that generation, yeah. and you can take those games and plop them in the the Switch, and you would think they just brought them out yesterday if you didn't, you know, play them before. And that's what a lot of the indie games are modeling in their in their games too, right? Because of the nostalgia factor. Obviously, we're going to go back to it and get that feel from it, uh, and and play it. And you know, so I really- actually haven't even seen. There are a lot of indie games that have a lot of good art, but I haven't seen anything that followed the same type of art yet. I was Cuphead. <laughs> well, Cuphead's something Cuphead. totally different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind, of, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It does it. I, I was see, interested, I, I and I wanted that. to. And I wanted to look it up, but like, I wonder how it was received back then. Like, I didn't care about any of that stuff back then, so I have no idea. But I, it kind of made me wonder if there was like a like a wind waker pushback kind of thing. And if it followed that same kind of deal where it's like, well, look at what this looks like compared to super Mario. So I really wondered if it was received well or not. And I never looked it up because, you know, we all know wind waker was not received all that well initially, but now when you look back, everybody's like, Oh, we want to, that's what we want the port of now, you know? And so I wondered how it was received compared to the first super Mario being it so different. And if, uh, you know, and compared to how it how it is looked upon now, so many years later. I think it's a similar situation. I know it reviewed very well, even at the time, but I don't I don't know how well like players received it. I know I know it didn't sell as well as Super Mario World, but of course it also wasn't packed in a SNES for near as long. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I know it was a uh, it was it reviewed very well even for the time. So. Very good points. And something to even think about now with the games that come out now. Again, a lot of things aren't made for every game is not made for you, right? So, but those there's games out there that we may not like or buy right now, but some kid who's getting that hand me down or got it handed to and he's playing it is digging it more than say we are, right? So and then they'll be nostalgic for that game. Like Bakugan, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Tim. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right. I'm sorry. sorry. Torches are coming for you. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on from our appetizer, which was the retro rewind for Yoshi's Island. We'll get on to dessert later if we got the room for what our. uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, new retro rewind game for July, which is again Donkey Kong Country. We'll end on that note, but let's get out of the appetizer and get into the main dish and that is the main question i asked you guys to kind of prepare yourselves for is something along the lines of this how many gaming collectibles do you have you don't have to give me exact numbers but it's to get you guys to think how many collectibles do you have why do we have them which is your absolute favorite or top three if you can't decide because i know some people are like that's like my children i can't just pick one and or if you don't have gaming collectibles why not and then i have a follow-up question after we get done with there there so but uh definitely what type of gaming collectibles do you have or don't have and why don't you have them vincent we'll start with you well uh i think we kind of have to start by defining like what exactly is collectible i mean is it just you know like whatever amoebas that you might have, you know, things that have been 
put together in a set? Is it, um, is it like maybe a game that was released with a steelbook? Or are we talking about like original hardware? Like, you know, your, your old NES deck with the zapper and the power pad and the Rob and, right. you know, all That's of those a good things. Question. Um, I can yeah. clarify that for you. It's basically okay. what you've been collecting. Where you it, it may not be deemed a collectible, like you go and spend lots of money because it's going to appreciate. Maybe you know it's a statue or something. It's what you're collecting. What are you into? Like a lot of this stuff I have behind me, some of it may be considered collectibles, but others may just be they're collectibles to me because I went out and I wanted to collect them because they represent what I like. So maybe it's along those lines of what what rep what collectibles or what have you been collecting to represent you if anything and if you haven't just why you know why and not that it's a big deal i think you know just why <laughs> well i think in the immediate in the immediate i would consider um we uh well something that my kids and i all bond over on the switch is smash ultimate um We've played, you know, different versions of it. We've played the original. We've played a little bit of Melee, a lot of uh, Brawl. Um, so right now we have three Amiibos. Uh, we got Toon Link, a, the, I guess, Cartoon Zelda, what you would call it. Oh, right. my daughter's clarifying. They're the special Wind Waker uh, Amiibos. Um, for Lake and Zelda. And yeah, get it right, also, Dad. Come on, yeah, Dad. Get it right. The, um... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got my producer here keeping me straight. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we have an Incineroar figure whom we have nicknamed Merlin after our tabby cat. And, uh, you know, we've trained up Merlin to, uh, you know, to fight in uh you know different uh different matches uh he taunts a lot a lot like like hulk hogan type taunting level that's awesome but uh yeah yeah and i would i would very much love to get into collecting more of those um especially um we've got a couple of the dlc fighters um one of them, Joker, my daughter loves playing as. Um, yeah. I would love to get the uh, Joker amiibo uh, sometime. Second, right? second. <laughs> yeah. Three orders are up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to try to get a, uh, get a little amiibo for myself. That is who I use to play as. Most often, you know, because cause he's, you know, the scrappy underdog. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I can relate to. I missed the name of that. What did you say? Which amiibo? Little Mac. Little Mac. All right. Nice. Yeah. But I think uh, uh, Drew is a Little Mac fan, right? Because that's what he got his picture of, is a Little Mac. So that's cool. Um, so you're starting your collection of Amiibos because of uh, your family's into the Super Mario or Smash games. And uh, yes. that, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, 
we started a uh, collection of uh, Disney Infinity figures back uh, for the Wii, but, um, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are pretty yeah. sweet figures. I like those. That's it. Yeah, I think we've got we've got of course the three that came with it, Jack Sparrow, Sully, and uh, Mr. Incredible. And then we ended up getting um my wife got Rapunzel, um my daughter got Vanellope, oh, and and she got um Jack Skellington. Yeah, that's a nice one. I like the Jack Skellington one. That's cool. I also have a Fantasia Mickey one on the back board back there. It's hard to see, but I have it hanging oh, up there. Oh, <laughs> wow, that is beautiful. I'm jealous. <laughs> awesome. So figurines, definitely those. I mean, Amiibos, everybody's, if you're a Nintendo fan, pretty much, I think you either got into it or you stayed away from it like the plague because <laughs> you didn't want to, you know, do that. So uh get into that or get swarmed by boxes and boxes of amiibos not like anybody in the screen has any boxes and boxes surrounding him right now john but yes <laughs> speaking of which john what do you i i think you are probably the biggest collector in this room right now if i'm not mistaken what are you into sir i i collect mostly nintendo but uh and I have, most of it's just stuff I've held on to. I haven't really got rid of a whole lot of things um, from my childhood. So oh, that's I, guess nice. I showed a, a picture earlier of uh, somebody mentioned the Nintendo Mario lunchbox. And I was like, you mean this one? <laughs> and I hold, <laughs> hold it up. And I was like, it's, yeah, I had the same one. <laughs> so if anybody needs to reference anything, John's got it in his archives. You know, we can probably bring up a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so why why do you made with the lunchbox? I was completely shocked. That came out of total left field. I was like, really the exact same one. <laughs> nice. Yes. So why do you have all those collectibles, John? Why why did you decide to hold on to these things? If if I had to uh, pin it to one thing, it, it's probably just a uh, a family thing. I mean, my dad is a big collector of all kinds of things, and so is my brother and. Uh, my dad was that guy that he has the box for like everything he's ever owned. It's almost hoarder like probably, but, uh, and, and when it came down to my games and stuff, I did the same thing. I still have a lot of my original, uh, super Nintendo and N 64 boxes. I still have all my console boxes for every one of my consoles and it just something I started doing. And then before you know it, you just, you have all this, this stuff. Like I had to, basically get my own room to hold it all <laughs> nice yeah I, I got i at least found a wall along the basement here. it's game figures yes <clears throat> nice yep. excellent anything else that uh, is there a favorite or at least like i said the top three of your of your collection that you like right now that you're into maybe it's not always your favorite but you know that you're digging well, right now I well, I mean obviously my I still have my lunchbox so that's one of my <laughs> yeah I, and uh, something I I got a hold of uh, I think when I was a teenager I still I have a uh, copy of the Nintendo Power Guide for the uh, first Dragon Warrior game which is it, there's a lot of good artwork and stuff in there it's one of those I, I, I don't know if Jesse has it but he'd probably appreciate that's cool. 
Definitely. If he if he does listen to this, I will have to ask and see if he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he's a big Dragon Quest guy, so. Yes. Well, Chad, you were you were mentioning that lunchbox. So, do you have a lunchbox too, or is there other collectibles yeah. you have? Yeah, I've got the exact same lunchbox. It's just this um, mosh podge of just just different things I've had over the years. Um, not one specific thing. I do have amiibos, not quite as much as John does, but um, mine are mainly the uh, the Zelda ones, and I have a few of the Splatoon ones. It's mainly the games that I really like and the ones I really want to play. Um, I have all the amiibos. If you've seen the Guardian one, that's it's a lot larger than any of the other ones, and you have the proposable arms. Um, that's probably my favorite amiibo that I have. There's John. He's got, exactly. You know, there we go. There's our reference. You're the new. You're the new Vanna White, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also got the um, the Zelda books. Um, my wife's actually the one who got that for me. She ended up getting the whole collection. Um, I just love the artwork and how much detail and how many things that you just never knew about the games actually hidden in that even if you've played them before um and i think probably the biggest thing i like um that i have as a collectible um being nintendo dads this is kind of proper my kids know that i'm just the hugest nintendo nerd ever <laughs> um so they actually make me stuff uh father's day um you know christmas birthdays they've made me all kinds of stuff i i had totally forgotten about it but um here we go. This is one of them right here. My son had actually made me my own very master sword. So nice. That is so, so awesome. So yeah, the I would I would have to honestly say the collectibles from the kids that they've made me. That's probably the the ones I'm going to hold closest to me. Awesome. That is that is super cool. All right. I have uh since you're on that point, I'll just mention the I don't know if you guys can see the red and black sign right here. I could turn the light on it so you guys can see it. And I posted a picture of it. That's what I got from Father's Day from my daughter uh, because I had mentioned uh, that um, saying that Nintendo has in their offices. And I'd have to look it up again what it, what it is, but it's the one they have posted there. It's one Reggie always uh, quotes too. Um, they have this up in their meeting room and I asked, it's black and white there. And I said, if because she asked, do you want me to make you something? And she likes to paint. And I said, if you could recreate that sign for me, that'd be great. But she then did it in my favorite colors, which is red and black. So again, one of those collectibles, those handmade collectibles, I agree, is one of the best, right? So Chris, what do you got? Are you into anything or are uh, you staying well, away? <laughs> if you, if you, since the since the pandemic started, if you ask people in my office, I collect uh, background, Zoom backgrounds. Because I'm always trying to explain, I'm always trying to explain where I'm in Breath of the Wild, or I use I've got the one that Chad's got there, the Animal Crossing. And I'll go back and send it to you if you didn't. <laughs> You're gonna start swapping so, backgrounds now, right? <laughs> so I've got to explain all of my gaming habits before I started all these meetings. Um, my kids, having grown up in the uh, Wii and the Wii U era, uh, were big into the, those uh, figurines. The uh, the Lego Dimensions, like oh, everything he wanted for about two years was Lego Dimension, or the Disney Infinity. So I probably got thirty or forty of those. Now, again, for me, that's not really something. He's already completely forgot about them, and they're in a box somewhere in the basement, which kind of kind of upset about it. But I mean, if they had brought that forward to the Switch, I guess that would be a thing. But 
Right. If he, I don't know if he picks up the Wii U maybe once a month these days. Um, uh, he didn't get too much in the Amiibo. I was kind of surprised. We only have about two or three of them. And um, I guess if they had more functionality for the games he was playing, it would be, it would be something. For me personally, the, the collectibles, it's the consoles. It's the hardware. Okay. Uh, so, like, I've got a SN, I've got a Wii, I've got a Wii U, I've got a 3DS. But we're, not, we're a multiple Switch family now. Um, it ties into the, a little bit to the, I don't know if you guys got into your gaming regrets, but uh, the original Nintendo, I had, I had a, an NES, I, I got it with the Mario uh, Duck Hunt game cart that were there together. I had that big uh, NES advantage, um, like the arcade oh, style yeah. controller yes. where I had the, you had the rapid fire buttons mm -hmm. and uh, the, the arcade style uh, game stick. I had the, the uh, I don't think it was the original uh, Zapper because I think the second version of Zapper was the orange. The original was yeah, the gray. It was. So I had the orange Zapper. Um, and that was one of my biggest regrets because I honestly can't remember where any of that stuff ended up. Uh, from between my brother and I, I'm not sure where either we traded it when we went to Super Nintendo or, or N64, but uh, going back, like I really wish I had some of that stuff still because those, those were, first of all, that NES Advantage was a brick. That thing <laughs> would last forever. <laughs> right. um, and it was the coolest control you had. It was the first one where you got into the rapid fire buttons. And so you're, if I'm playing original Mario and I'm just throwing fireballs everywhere, uh, you're invincible. It was pretty awesome. Um, so the, really that's the extent of the collection is just because uh, then, you, you know, you're on, on a Saturday, you can plug in one of those old games and, and you're still playing it like you did when you were a kid. Right. Um, the collectibles, I don't think really, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I collected hockey cards, I think when I was a kid and even then that's, it's something that's, it didn't stick with me very long. Well, like you said, you're collecting them systems now because of, uh, losing out on that previous one, right? Your first one. <laughs> yeah. Make well, up for the last time. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the one, I, the thing I didn't mention that, like my favorite, I don't, this is so hot take here. Uh, <laughs> my favorite game growing up was Zelda 2. And I had the gold cart. And uh, I know people hate that game because uh, it's nothing like, that's a huge departure from the original. But mm -hmm. I would, that's sort of my comfort food. I'll play Zelda 2 for hours. Nice. Even though I beat it seventy thousand times, and, and it's just a lot of fun, and I really wish I had that gold original gold cart. You ever thought about going and buying just uh, whether it works or not, just getting that gold cart so you can have it? I would try to. I'm trying to track it down. I okay. Mean, people, people are still. Uh, I don't think I have that kind of money. I guess. Oh, okay. It's people are asking for a lot of money. For yeah, that's one. Of the, that's one of the more expensive ones. Gotcha. I don't keep up on those things. <laughs> the craziest thing I bought cart-wise was the uh, E.T. game because I, I saw it in the store for 7 bucks and bought it because it was like, oh, I got E.T. for the 2600 <laughs> or whatever it was. Oh. Had to get that because it, it made it. It didn't go to the landfill. <laughs> <laughs> escaped. It escaped, yes. Nick, how about you? Are you in any collectibles or no? Um, You know, I'm kind of the utter opposite of john so like i went through i've owned it all like from the uh, nest to where we've been I, there's never been i didn't own any of the portables but the consoles i've owned them all and i've gotten rid of 
most of them. I stopped getting rid of them after the GameCube. I got rid of the GameCube and that was it. And so, and when the Amiibos come out, legit, when the Amiibos came out, Nintendo was like, look, it's a statue. And everybody was like, oh, I was like, why do I care about a statue? <laughs> like, like, it really, like, I just, and I mean, that's cool if that's your, if that's your thing. Um, like, John, the, it must be something to do with John's because the other John, Zablanc John, has that <laughs> same wall in his office if you've ever, if you've ever yes. seen the Those Amiibo pictures wall or videos yeah yeah um and so no it's cool but you think i just never really got into it and then i kind of when the switch came about i kind of was like all right i'm gonna start collecting like stuff like what chad was saying stuff that really means something to me so i started to i picked up a couple of the the zelda amiibos that i found cheap um i have i have almost all because they were all cheap of the <laughs> of the animal crossing um right. i think i picked them all up for ten dollars uh, and so so i have most of those probably my most prized possession at this moment right now a good friend of mine um heard me talking waffling about um trying to grab an isabel pin from pax um oh, yeah yeah um and wanting to you know like am i going to spend this money as a ridiculous amount of cash and he found one he says for for cheap but i'll, I'll never know and gave it to me for my birthday so that by far at this moment is my most prized possession um to have the official pax isabel pin but yeah i just never really got into it um i certainly wish i wouldn't have gotten rid of like the super nest and stuff that i got rid of and when we talk about gaming regrets i'll tell regale you of tales of what happened <laughs> to the nest um and so and the n64 yeah i wish i would have kept it all but then really it was like i wouldn't have had it was always just about like selling stuff so that I could get to the next thing that was cool. Cause I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the cash to just like keep everything until once I started to have that money with the, with the Wii, it was like, all right, now I can buy a Wii U and I don't have to like cannibalize the Wii to get there. So it was like, all right, so I'll keep the Wii now that that, that money's not as much of an issue as it was. So. Yes, very cool. That and speaking of the regrets thing, that is coming up. Those are the side dishes that come with the main dish, right? That's our side dish for today. We had another side dish that came from Vincent, but uh, I asked him if we could save that for a main dish because it was, looked so delicious. So, <laughs> so that'll be probably the next ep episode. We'll talk about that what he had uh, on for his side dish. But uh, my gaming collectibles um as you can see is i have a lot of them and it's mainly probably for the same along the same lines of what chris mentioned is uh i had the super nintendo and i can't even tell you what happened to that and it wasn't a matter of uh did my parents get rid of it or anything like that i fully i i think i had the opportunity to take it with me wherever i went i just don't know what happened i don't remember did I trade it in or, or whatever? I remember I had the Super Nintendo and uh, I got a job working for Chrysler in the summer by the time I was ready to buy my next system. And that was the PlayStation. I bought that one. So, and I bought it off a guy who just got recently married and his wife was like, get rid of this thing. So he's like, here, take everything I got for 500 bucks. <laughs> and I, I got a PlayStation at that time. So, um, but I still had the Super Nintendo, so I, I don't know what I did with it after that point. I remember the PlayStation coming along with me when I moved. Again, I don't remember what happened to Super Nintendo. But anyway, so going back to that, 
it's like, okay, I don't want to get rid of anything now. So, and there's some other things, collectibles I was collecting. I remember I kept all my Transformers from when I was a kid. I had all my GI Joes from when I was a kid and I kept them in a box. And then, but uh, I went through some troubling times and I just had to get rid of stuff because I, I was moving around a lot and uh, I just had, I couldn't afford one to keep them in storage or anywhere else. And plus I needed the money, I'm sure too. So I got rid of a lot of the stuff. I actually, I do remember keeping transformers. Uh, and, but I think my first kid would be into it, but he wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> so and that's why I think I ended up selling them. But as you guys can see, a lot of the stuff behind me, there's a lot of things I kept and collected. A lot of things, and, I, and this is something that I was going to bring up too, is a lot of the stuff I had in boxes because I didn't have anywhere to display it. Um, and then when I started bringing them out, because even though I didn't have anywhere to display it, I was still buying stuff. So when I finally got to bring it out, I was like, crap, I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I ran out of space to put it on because I bought these two shelves from Ikea. And I was like, I'll just, I have two shelves. That should be enough for the stuff I have. Nope. <laughs> so I was like, I ended up with too much stuff. So my follow-up question before we, and I guess maybe this, we can count this as a side dish before we get into the other side dish is, when do you, is there a point where you think you got too much stuff? For those of you that might have some stuff, did you have to have a cutoff or did you say, okay, you had to back away from a certain thing and just focus on one thing or another? Uh, Vince, I know you're, you're just getting started on the Amiibos so just keep it small, man. Keep it small. Don't let it overtake you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, my first introduction to the Amiibos was going over to my sister-in-law's and seeing my nephew's, like, like giant shelf, wall-to-wall -wall shelf full of Amiibos. And I'm thinking, what do you do with them? Yeah. Like, do, are, do they serve a purpose? And then once I figured out, oh, well, you know, they, they interact with the system this way. And now that that did pique my interest. And now I am more interested in the Amigos. But only the ones I really care about, because I, I do not, I, I don't want a hoarder situation. In my, in my house. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, just, I guess it's a general. It doesn't have to, we don't have to go around robin or anything like that. But if you got got anything to go with that go ahead and pop on in i have a small cabinet in my room that i keep myself in um i realized that at the point whenever i had to push it back in when i was shutting the door i maybe needed to tap the brakes uh so last couple of years i've kind of slowed down a little bit and started putting some stuff in some containers in the closet so um probably the end of my collecting days unless some good stuff comes out or my kids make me some more stuff. Right. There's the odd time. I mean, it's only been like in the last six months where I've got a setup down in the basement where I have a TV with a inter home entertainment system where all these consoles I'm collecting are actually plugged in and if I wanted to go and, and play them. But like realistically, I, I don't have time to crack out the Super Nintendo if I really wanted to. And so you, there's the uh, time you think like, sure, there's four consoles here on this one TV, but realistically, if I played them once every four months, I'd be surprised. 
So do I need do I need that many? I don't know. It's uh, further to the point you had, Tim, about getting stuff in and out of storage or boxes. I actually I'd been back to my parents' house and I found the NES Advantage box. So I had this brief moment of like, oh my god, it's still here. I found it. And no, it's just the box. Oh. Uh, so huge letdown. At least you got the box. <laughs> yeah. do go for some money sometimes yeah i was gonna say like people will buy will pay good money just for the box yeah so I, i'm the opposite of chad but whenever i run out of room that just means i need to build another shelf <laughs> it, it just needs to go bigger so i can hold more stuff i yes. guess <laughs> start off with a little like two by two with all my games on it and then you know next thing i know i'm buying uh one by eights that are eight foot long and, and mounting them on the wall so I can fit everything in the, in the one spot. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm already looking forward to the day you're telling us I have to get a new house now. <laughs> oh, geez. I hope not. It, it won't be for the games. It'll be for the kids. <laughs> get too many kids and then I'll have to up, upgrade again. Have you guys seen any of the documentaries of those collectors who actually do buy a bigger house just so they could, or add on a wing just for their collections? <laughs> Have you seen those? It <laughs> like, is insane. I think that's lifestyles of the rich and famous, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, because there's like this Star Wars guy. Like, I think he's got Guinness World Record of most Star Wars stuff. Oh, jeez. And it, I saw a documentary about him going through his stuff, and yeah, he had a wing that he just of a ho- part of the house was. I don't think it was an addition, but it was just like he went through the garage, and then he went through this area and that area. And it was all these different things for Star Wars. It was crazy. Hey, John, if I if I can ask, are you a uh, do you buy two of each amiibo or do you just buy one and keep it in the case? Like, how do you how do you I, do this for you personally? I may buy one and leave it in the case. Um, I, I have a couple where I have two. I thought about doing that, and then there just isn't enough functionality on the amiibo itself to really warrant opening them up. Gotcha. If I'm no, to be fair. honest, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> And I'm the opposite where I open every single, well, I won't say every single one. There's a few I kept in the boxes. And actually, for the longest time, I kept these uh, these uh, Monster Story Amiibos in their boxes. Um, yeah, those are, I don't have those ones. I, I took them out because you can play with them, you know. And <laughs> you could take the rider off the dragon and stuff. I got to take it out of the box and have fun with it, you know. I couldn't stand it anymore. But no, I, t- I pretty much take them all out. I think the only ones I have left that are still in the box is the um, um, Shovel Knight ones. I think I kept, except for the original one, because I that was one I originally opened too, but I kept that, the gold. That was, that was one that worked in the box, so you could have left it in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time when I opened the Shovel Knight one, but the gold Shovel Knight and the three uh, other knights are in their box still. But I think all the other ones I've opened. Yep, they're all open. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm the same way. I take all mine out too. I, I don't know. It's, they're for me to just look at, and so, and I, but I mean, I totally get your your thought process, John, because you're right. I mean, I don't. I think maybe I can't even remember why, but once, like, what were we? I can't even remember what we were playing, but Noah would run down and get like four or five of them because we were scanning them for something. I think I've only scanned them like a, a handful of times. Zelda, yeah. I think, was one I used it a lot for. The Breath yeah. of the Wild yep. to get all that stuff yep. dropping out. That's one I, I did open the uh, – th- this is kind of a – since they, they had it as a pack-in, 
for Twilight Princess, the Wolf Link. Uh, I bought the I bought one of the in the package, the collector's edition. I just left it sealed, and then I bought the standalone Amiibo Wolf Link, and I opened it so that I could use it in the game. Nice. So you get that Wolf Link companion. Yeah, <laughs> just, he's not a whole lot of help, but he's he's neat to look at while it's you're cool. playing. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, come on. I mean, I had to take it. I mean, I, I don't knock you for keeping them in the box. If I had the space, I probably would have kept them on the box too. But the details on these things are really oh, cool. Yeah. Like the, and Metroid is one of my favorite games all time. Uh, Metroid Prime. Yeah, well, I'll just say the whole series. Any of the games, I, I love all the games. And um, so when Ridley was announced, I was like, oh yes. So that's pretty. It is a uh, just the details of them and. I forget who said it. Um, I don't know if any of you watched Nintendo Shack, but I think it was Donnie who said that it seems like every time they come out with a new Amiibo, they just seem like they get better and better. Yeah, the, the Joker one looks amazing detail-wise. Yep. And I immediately pre-ordered that as soon as I could, so I can't wait to get those. Yes. Thank you, Jesse. He he saved me because I'd, I'd been looking for it, and I I guess I checked right before they did go up, and then he's like, hey, they're up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can you guys talk about Amiibo a lot on the main show? Like, or what I remember from past episodes, are these just collectibles now, or is there going to be any integration with any any of the new games coming out? Like, are we just collecting toys? Right now, they're just, other than Smash, I don't, I'm not aware of any other games that they are used for. Sometimes they will, you know, some developers will put in something that will unlock. I can't think of any right now, any new ones, because we're not getting very many new games. I think Link's Awakening was, like, really the last one that came out that had any functionality in it. Which one? Oh, Link's Awakening. When the new one came out, you could could add on, I think, I may be wrong, but I think that you could add on, uh, no, you can make your own dungeon. Oh, yeah, the dungeon stuff. That's right. Yeah, and you could store it into it. Yeah. That is actually the last one I bought. I forgot about that one. That's the last one that I had purchased. I liked where they were going when they were, I think it was the Wii U, where they were trying to do some Amiibo games. I liked that attempt, and it seemed like they were toying with that a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know, it's, I, yeah, it's, I just, I think they look really cool and stuff, and who knows, I mean, I toyed with the idea of, no pun intended there, but I toyed with the idea of, uh, <laughs> of you know, again, why do I have all these, and maybe even looking at some of those, um, <clears throat> you know those cards they sell that have the same functionality <laughs> that that kind of cheat the, the use of buying the Nintendo versions but I don't know I just for some reason I just like how they look and they're really you know they're 15 bucks and they do unlock certain things in some of the games I still have so I, I can buy them just don't make them <laughs> <laughs> right yes yeah. so uh but as you guys alluded to, a few of you alluded to, there was another side dish, and that was your biggest regrets in gaming. I'd ask that if you guys uh, could provide some of those. Uh, I won't read them off because I'll let you guys talk to them. But um, do you, any of you have a regret in regards to gaming? Like for me, my biggest regret right now recently, because it's, it's changed over the years, is my PS Vita. Um, I actually turned that in towards the Switch uh, to buy that uh, back when that was coming out. And uh, 
I actually miss that little thing. You know, even though I have the Switch and a lot of the same games I can play on the Switch are on the Vita, there's still some, you know, PlayStation exclusive stuff that would be cool to play, and I actually miss that. So I kind of regret turning that in. That was one of those things I probably didn't have to, but I figured the Nintendo Switch being that was portable would replace the Vita. Um, so I probably could have just kept it like I did my other, you know, Nintendo portable systems, just take the battery out and store it somewhere. <laughs> so how about uh, you guys? Any regrets? Um, well, I can go. First, but before I tell my story, I do want to say a funny, funny side note. When I was winning the GameStop, the last time I went in GameStop was when I picked up my uh, New Horizon Switch. Um, when I was in there, I walked in and this guy was freaking out because he got shipped to this to my local store a PS Vita, and he was so excited. I just I'll never I was like I was like why is he so excited about that? So, but apparently he he was in your same boat and he was like I'm so glad I got this. I was I'll be playing this all all quarantine long like because we all knew in Michigan it was like coming. You know? right, yes, we didn't have yes. it wasn't much more time and it was it was coming our way. And so, anyways, he was just super excited about it. it made me think of that. Uh, for me, I had a, um, I had the NES. I don't even know when. My mom gave it to me, and I don't know if it was for Christmas or a birthday or what. I, I just remember it appearing one day. And I had a good collection of games. And so I just kept it, and I would play it every once in a while. And then I got the – my mom got the Super Nintendo for me at some point whenever that came out. And I mean, I didn't really have anything to, I didn't really know much about what was coming out at that time. I just kind of would get it and it would be great. Um, and, uh, but like at one point my mom came to me and was like, listen, you don't need the NES anymore. And your cousins are, you know, they're not, in, they don't have anything to play. And so you really should think about just letting them have the NES and you have the super NES, you have the better system. Blah, blah. And I was like, She's probably right. You know, it's probably the right thing to do. So I was like, here you go. And, everybody, and they were like super excited and all that stuff. And so, and then I left. And then like two months later, I don't know how long, but it seemed like it was about that amount of time. We came back and I was like, hey, let's play some of those NES games. That'd be fun, huh? And their mom was like, yeah, they just weren't listening. And all they wanted to do was play on that. And I told them if they don't listen, I'm just going to trash them. And they just wouldn't listen. And so that's where they went. And I was like, what the you'd have to use the switch sound really tim if you i mean i need to get uh, jesse's soundboard yeah, now uh, because I, I was just like are you like why didn't you just give it back to me like i don't here, understand <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah so i was just like wow i should never get it that's my biggest regret now with that said you you all know i already said i gave my stuff away i would have at some point given it away like i would not still have that nest i completely 100 percent understand that but that would have been your choice that's right not theirs amen that's That's my biggest regret gotcha all right anybody else any other regrets chris you mentioned you mentioned uh the nes right yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm just remembering now i also had the original game boy that that's another one that i had a a care case i had a bunch of games i had that four uh, player adapter for local multi, uh, multiplayer. That's another thing that just, yeah, to the bowels of history, I have no idea where that ended up or, or why. And uh, it's it's kind of frustrating because you think about it, like, man, even if it, even like you said, if you, if you take the battery out and you don't actually play it, it's just a cool thing to have. Right. Because yeah. now that, that, 
that nostalgic uh, aesthetic. You like, I want a switch that looks like an SNES or a, or a, you're right. Your 3DS was really big for that, for doing those retro, uh, the look and the feel, right? So just to have those things would be cool. Yeah, I know, right? And and that's funny you mentioned that. The I was looking at because my Joy Cons, and I'm. This is a, probably another topic. I know a lot of us, a lot of podcasts talk about Joy Cons, right? And our frustrations with those. I'm getting to the point of getting frustrated with those as well, because even though I've been trying to do the fix and I did the video on the fix, for whatever reason, these yellow neon yellow ones just only work after cleaning them for a day and then I have to clean them again. So they get the Joy-Con dressed again. But anyways, I've been looking at on Etsy, those uh, ones that are handcrafted Joy-Cons, the Joy-Cons where people paint them and all that kind of stuff to make them look like the, you know, Super Nintendo or the regular Nintendo and they make them look fancy. They're not skins. They actually do some pretty sweet paint jobs on a lot of these. So, yeah, like you were saying, I was thinking about, like, I was looking at some of those. They're expensive, too. They're, like, some I've seen as much as $300 just for those Joy-Cons to be customized because they come with the uh, customized uh, grips and all that kind of stuff, too. Because I, be awesome. I was eyeballing the Super Metroid one. <laughs> if, if I had something like that, like, like that's staying in the box. Like, my kids yes. aren't touching that for sure. Gotcha, yeah. Yep. So, sorry to interrupt anybody else. Go ahead, jump oh, in. I was going to say, uh, probably, and I, I told you this, Tim, but I think probably my biggest regret is going through Walmart and seeing, like, uh, Earthbound and, and Chrono Trigger in the clearance bin, you know, because nobody was buying them. They came too late in the the SNES life cycle, so, and they weren't very popular until later. <laughs> but seeing them in the clearance bin and not picking them up. Right, yes. Oh, man. Damn shame. Does anybody have one of those regrets where you're like, you were, you were, you were in the store, you, you could pick game A or game B, you picked game A, you really wish you'd pick game B now? Yes, of course. I don't remember the specifics, but yes, I, I do had those choices too. I remember that. Because like I said, I had limited funds. I was the one buying my games. Nobody got me games for Christmas or my birthday. It was like, if you want a game, you got to buy it yourself. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I almost had that mistake too because a bigger mistake, which was, I was getting bored with what games I had with my Super Nintendo, and I didn't have any money to buy another game. So, but another friend of mine had the same situation, but with his Genesis, and he was like, "Hey, let's swap systems and try each other's systems for you know, see how that goes." And I tried out the Genesis and I immediately called them up and said, I want my Super Nintendo back. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost had a regret if we would have kept it, you know, that. But yeah, I I can't remember any games that I had to make that choice, but I do remember having to um, make that choice. I mean, it wasn't a big regret because this was one of these blockbuster rentals where I, I would just pick up something for a weekend. So I think it was like, I really wanted a hockey game. And I, I think I went to something like Wayne Gretzky hockey, which was uh, for hockey, for hockey was pretty awful. I think from what I remember and that and NHL 94 obligatory NHL 94 reference for the show, mm. uh, didn't go there, but <laughs> should have. Yeah. 
not not a long term mistake, but something I fixed eventually. But right, yeah. Gotcha. Any other regrets? Yeah, I had one. Uh, of course, you always get rid of stuff you didn't mean to. Um, I had a a bad trade that whenever I was younger, my dad um, he knew a lot of different folks in town, small towns where I came from. Uh, he knew someone who owned a, a steer store, one of the little franchise ones. Um, he, uh, the guy was getting rid of the stand-up Super Nintendo display, and my dad was pretty much, okay, do you want this, or do you want to go to the amusement park? And stupid me chose the amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had the entire stand-up uh, system to play with uh, that would just have to you know, get my own TV, which wouldn't have been that much, but... Yeah, seeing how much they are now and how hard they are to get a hold of, it, it would have been nice. <laughs> Definitely That's not crazy. worth going to the park. <laughs> That's crazy. What amusement park was it? Um, I live in North Carolina, so it's Carowinds. Okay. Not even a super great one. Not not like Cedar Point or Disney. Nothing like it. <laughs> Just something to kill the day. Nice. All right. Well, I guess, I guess I'm left. Um, uh, and I've been thinking about how I wanted to tell this story because um, kind of going back to what my question earlier of like what defined a collectible um, being, you know, a model or some or, you know, Original systems. Um, growing up, I did not. I, I did not really want for games. Um, my parents were divorced, uh, so that was a good way for them to compete for my uh, my uh, my brothers and my affections. Was uh, see who could get the most uh, the most Nintendo games for their kids. Um, also, we were a family that did not part with our things. Uh, we tend to uh, hold on to them. Um, my uncle had kept his old Atari 2600 so that his daughters could play it. Um, I got to play it on it. Um, so, growing up, I had I, I remember Christmas morning when I got my I think it was the power set, or it was the NES deck with the gray zapper and the power pad. It was that that set. I, I mean, I still, I still have that memory like ingrained inside me. And I, you know, my brother and I spent all this time bonding over, you know, over Super Mario and all the different, different games we would get for it. Uh, eventually, we got a Super Nintendo, uh, we got a Genesis, uh, 32X. Um, my father I'm even... coming over to your house, man. Coming over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. That, that, that comes later. That comes later. The, um, yeah, my father even got us the Turbo Duo system the like the paired like turbo graphics 16 and cd right. rom yeah he had that thing he had that hooked up to 
his own like old like hi-fi stereo system like that it was an incredible incredible setup and peripherals and i had like i had the beast nes advantage joystick i had that i had the, the nes satellite power glove super scope six mario paint and the mouse pad i just yeah all of that and you had the whole toys r us <laughs> list of things didn't you you had the whole catalog <laughs> more or less more or less and you know i i you know i kind of you know i kind of envy you tim though because you you say you know you've had to invest your own money into that into all of that growing up and i i can deeply respect that you know having to work toward toward getting you know something that fulfilled you personally instead of just having it handed to you um now the regret that i have in all of this is that most of that equipment is still sitting um at my father's uh house and his shop in connecticut and i just don't know how i can approach you know asking him about that because there's been a lot of history between him and my brother and i um lots of family issues um i mean my dad is like he's what i would define a lifelong bachelor so naturally he's gonna have a better time hanging out with his you know bachelor's son my brother rather than you know wanting to spend some time hanging out with his firstborn and his three grandkids um but yeah it's just something that i think about because i really wish that i had this okay i remember growing up thinking man i I might someday be able to share this stuff with my kids yeah i i just i don't know if i'm ever going to and i mean i kind of regret not you know not trying to keep things better with with my dad and you know so i could sort of have that uh you know that that into you know sort of recover those things so i could share it with my kids but yeah. hey you know i took all that all that you know all you know any of the stress that i would have had putting into you know a relationship with my father i put in the you know the one i have with my kids yeah you know and i think that's i think that's i think that's more valuable in the end because you know in the end uh i've still got i still got my Wii with homebrew emulation right. um you know i i'm able to tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> well i've only got the games that i've purchased before see hey, there you go nothing, right. yes yes so any you know i'm able to show them like and you know there's youtube you know like let's play this from back in the day and so i can share that with them i just I really wish I could, you know, bring that to them like, you yeah. know. Like I 
I did imagine one day having like a Nintendo museum in my basement or something with a, you know, with a, a TV hooked up to these different different machines that we can just switch from one to the other and you know, will I yeah. get there? I don't know, but uh, not letting it, uh, not letting me, it hold me back from, you know, enjoying my time with my kids. That's, that's uh, something similar to that I could probably mention is when I mentioned my Transformers and G.I. Joes, right? Mm-hmm. I, when I was younger, was thinking the same thing. I don't know why, who, what kid thinks of that kind of stuff, right? It's like, oh, I could play with these things with my kids when, you know, if I save them when I get older, you know, and stuff like that. But I did. I thought, hey, I'll hold on to these and I can play with my, my kid with these and stuff like that. But what I learned, and I don't know if this will help you, Ben, in regards to this, but what I learned over time was that each of our kids are different, right? They're all into different things. What, what what I was into as a kid is not what my kids were are into now, except, well, now they're all pretty much into video games. I think that's the closest thing that we all have in common is the video games. But when I tried, you know, when I did have the Transformers uh, and wanted to see if my kid wanted to play with them, he had no interest in them. So that's when I was like, okay, I, I learned from that to say, Hey, you know, there's no, he doesn't have any interest in it. It doesn't, didn't hurt my feelings. It's just, I was able to move on, you know, and then, but I did find that thing that he was interested in and we bonded with that, just like you're doing with your kids. Now you, you're finding those things that you're look at it this way. Your dad, regardless of his motives, found ways to try to get, get to you with that stuff, right? You're finding ways to get to your kids with the things they're interested in. So that's going to be meaningful to them that they're going to look back on. And they might even think the same thing. Like, oh, man, I wish I had that thing that I did with my dad to share with my kids. But then they'll have to be creative and probably have to do the same thing. Or they might have some of that stuff that they can share, maybe some memories or something like that. But uh, I think that what you're doing is awesome. Being able to get around and creating these, your own memories with your kids sounds awesome. Like those Amiibos things. That's, that's awesome. You guys are picking your own little Amiibos for each other and all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. So yeah, don't beat yourself up too much for that. (laughs) It's not, it's not necessarily a regret, but you guys had mentioned about the value of the kids getting the value of money and, and trying to, uh, earn earn their games for themselves so looking back on it now I, I almost regret it a little bit because so I, my son's uh, a bit older than my two daughters and he was first in the games and they kind of took longer to to, to, uh, to really get into them as well but I told my son like so you'll if you do want these things you'll need to save your money and, and and he's done a great job of doing that. He's been very disciplined. But the only problem that that came out of that was it now confers this ownership of that game on onto him alone. And so now the girls almost feel like they have to go to him and, and plead and beg, like, can we just play your game? Can we play your Wii U? And I, that, that dynamic just doesn't work for me because I, they're almost intimidated, like, oh, we can't touch Noah's control because he won't like it when we – and let's be honest they're not the most careful with their stuff. So now he'll be coming back to me and say, they're going to wreck my, my, uh, my controllers. They're not going to turn off. All this. They're going to leave stuff on all the time. Right. And, 
And he'll say, but it's mine. I paid my money for it. <laughs> right. And yeah. now I almost like, Oh, I wish I could have figured out some way that he got the games, had the value of the money that cost to get them. But then it, this isn't, it's not, he's hoarding over them like that. Right. Sounds like you're yeah. doing a pretty good job yeah, though, working that out. There are days, there are better days, I guess. <laughs> there always is that, right? As parents, right? <laughs> There's always some kind of complication hiding somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> There's no manual for sure. Right? So, but definitely. All right, guys. Well, I'm feeling pretty full. What about the rest of you? Are you guys feeling pretty full? You guys have room for a little dessert before we end the, the dinner of evening? It'll be it's just small little just, desserts. There's always room for dessert. Have a little dessert. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting into Donkey Kong. Yes. You know, Donkey Kong Country was one of uh, one of my favorites that uh, I had on the Super NES, and uh, yeah. And there's really? been with the the nice uh, transition for us there. So <laughs> the nice segue there. Thank you very much, Ben. But yes, like we mentioned well, before, Donkey Kong Country is our next retro re rewind game, which has been announced in the Discord. Um, but in case anybody's not in there and but is listening, that is our next retro rewind game. If you have the time, go to our YouTube channel, the Nintendo Dads YouTube channel, and check out John's video uh, of information on that game, which I found very fascinating. Again, thanks, John, for that. And uh, we're going to be playing that. And not only that, this is in conjunction with Monthly Mayhem. So Monthly Mayhem, which uh, is a Nintendo Dads thing that we do every month. And John and Drew started out before they became Dads After Dark. Uh, they started off doing the May Monthly Mayhem uh, program and running that for the Nintendo Dads. And they do such an awesome job with that. Appreciate that because that's a lot of work. I, I do not envy them in that regard, <laughs> especially trying to run this last one that we had, right, with the uh, uh, clubhouse games. I can only imagine Drew just trying to all put, those calculations. Yeah, trying to get through all those <laughs> pictures and figure out how many points everybody got and everything like that. So, but monthly mayhem. There is a video out on that. There's also part of the podcast uh, family five podcast with that. It gives details of that. Uh, where we're playing either Donkey Kong Country or Paper Mario if you pick that up this month. And then you can earn points for that. And more details will be coming out on that soon if it's not already out by the time you listen to this. But yes, Donkey Kong Country is one of the games for not only Retro Rewind, but Monthly Mayhem. So hopefully everybody will have fun with that. And it sounds like it's a lot of favorites for everybody or a lot of people's favorite game. Um I think I think Justin is one of them, right? I think he likes this game. I'm not sure. <laughs> he likes Mega Man. That's his game. Yeah. What? Wait. Who likes Mega Man again? Mega Man Two specifically. <laughs> so JRPGs. Yes. That's what he really likes. Yes, he loves JRPGs. Yes. And, and Pokemon. Uh, Jesse. Jesse loves shooters, right? <laughs> First-person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> So, but with that, uh, and also to anybody else listening, again, anytime you want to join this conversation, you can come as many times as you want. 
we can have as many people as we can fit in here. I'm trying to push the limits to see how, how crazy we can get this. So if you want to join in the conversation, we can do this. And I know originally I first started, I was like, yeah, we can keep it under an hour. Ah, oh, screw that. We're going to spend as much time as we want. We're going to have fun with this, right? So, uh, but yeah, join in the conversation. If you don't want to join in the talk, come join us on the chats and Discord about these topics. Let us know what you thought of Yoshi's Island, last Retro Rewind game. Let us know about your collectibles. If uh, Even if you can't get to the uh, channel we have built for that, which is... Uh, I think, what are these wonderful toys or something like that? I think it is for... Come on, community manager. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't keep track of it anymore. <laughs> There's only like 60, 80 channels at this There's point. too many channels. I'm going to have to close down some here. But yes, we have a get, channel. I've been trying to get the dinner table hashtag going on Twitter for a while, too. Yes, along you with my NHL crusade, Along with my NHL 94 Crusade. Yes, Yes, and which is where we're trying to get a league for that going, right? So, but uh, where does he get those wonderful toys is the name of that channel. But not everybody has access to that. So, uh, again, just let's just have fun chatting in the dinner table uh, channel because I think most people have access to that. Uh, you can chat about that or your regrets or even in the retro rewind, you could talk about the Yoshi's Island or DKC. So, I did a lot of talking. That's what we got for dessert. Future dishes to think about if you want to join the next show is, like I said, Vincent gave me a really good side dish that I said, no, I think this will be a great main dish. Please bring this as a main dish the next time. And that is talking about what you just mentioned, emulation, right? So is it a dirty word in gaming or a necessary <laughs> evil is what, how you put it, right? So that could be a topic either even next month or one of the following months. Uh, depend because I try to keep it either on topic or, but I know we'll talk definitely talk about it because I want to keep that on our dishes main dishes. The other topic I have here, and I think it's something that uh, the Dads After Dark show will be talking about if they haven't talked about it already, is achievements and trophies. I want to talk about that at some point and whether or not Nintendo needs them or not. But yeah, they hit that one already. Yeah, it's yes. already been done. Yeah. So I do want to talk about that too, but get the community's feel on that if we haven't gotten it enough already. So um, again, maybe further down the line because there's always something to talk about, right? But with that, uh, I will say get your glasses ready, gentlemen. And anybody who's listening, ladies and gentlemen, I like to sign off with a cheers and say, may your gaming time be plentiful and fun. Your backlog short. And you and your families are blessed. Good night, peeps. Cheers, Tim. Cheers. Good night. Good. Oh, I just saw a nice view. Ooh.